Okay, so I've been talking about how things have been lately, what God has been placing on my heart. And lately I've been thinking about how maybe God want me to get out in the world and, you know, take my life a little bit more seriously. Maybe start investing more time into my future here. And I wound up going to do, run some errands today. And I just was so drained and exhausted. I felt that I was fighting something throughout the entire process. And I could have beat it. But in my heart, I was saying, like, it's a better way to do this. And so I feel that it may have beat me. And ever since, I've been so exhausted. I'm just drained. I feel that it has beat me down. I cannot get up. Every single... And I'm reminded of all these different experiences and times where... For other people, people run. People are running to these people. Running to their defense. Running to their... You know, every beckoning call, but for me, nobody is doing that. They leave me hanging and just crawling, trying to survive and get away with my life when it comes to other people. It's all the helping hands in the world. I feel like I didn't felt that way way too many times. What is it that God is trying to show me or tell me? What is it that I need to do differently? I'm fighting so hard for people who do not fight for me. I'm hanging on so tight to things that easily let me go and throw me off every chance that they get. Am I supposed to be doing things differently? Do I need to reevaluate? What I was raised on, because what I was raised on would never have me here. What I was raised on would have me in a whole different place. What I was raised on would have me doing things totally differently. But I'm thinking that God is bringing me to another place where I need to start forgetting what I was raised on. I need to pick up new ways of life, new ways of doing things. And I just feel like maybe not, you know. Maybe like somebody said once before, I have everything inside of me. I was born with everything inside of me already that I would need. I don't need to change things. I don't need to pick up new ways of thinking. The advice that I was given, forget everything you think you know. Maybe that was a setup. It was a setup to get me out of the survival tactics that God has already you know, birth me with so that I cannot survive in a situation that I was already destined, born, made for, made to survive. It shouldn't have been this hard. I shouldn't have had to go through all of these things. But because I'm trying to do things outside of what God has already taught me and outside of the way of life that he's already trained me up in, this is why I'm suffering so much. Maybe. But that being said, 
another piece of advice has been on my heart. Wake up. Wake up. Snap out of it. Let, let this man go. Let this man go. Let him go. Let it go. Move forward with your life. He can't, He doesn't have nothing to offer you. He can't help you. This is not the way to go. You're smarter than this. You're better than this. You don't deserve this. You way too smart to be in this situation. But so why am I still in it? I just watched this movie and I knew I knew what this movie was gonna the story of this movie was gonna be by the end and it's not because I have all these different voices telling me everything because I block those out. I don't trust everything they say, nor do I want information from them. I want to see it for myself after all the lies I've been told. But the fact of the matter is, it's everything I thought it was going to be. So it just shows me that I really am and really do have everything I ever needed to survive. So why am I not using it? You know, if I truly do have everything I meant to survive, then why can't I hold on to the people who taught me that? The people who raised me up in that? The people who contributed to this knowledge, this information that makes me who I am today? Why do they have to go? If, of course, I have everything that I need. So I keep saying that they're not supposed to go. They're supposed to stay because they contributed to who I am today. You know, without the different lessons I learned and being trained up around them and them being trained up in the same manner, would I even be who I am? The situation keeps telling me to leave them. The longer I stay, it hurts me more. So is it that God is forcing all the people around me to hurt me so much that I have to let them go? Or is it that I need to fight for the love that I always know? This is the biggest conflict of my life, for real. But God has already told me it is it. I learned that these people have never really known me. The people I love, they've never known me. But they always have. It's complicated. It's like when you grow up with people for years, they know exactly who you are. You know exactly who they are. But somehow it can still be hard to see in certain situations who somebody really is. Even when you know. Or is it that you know who they are and you take advantage of it? You take advantage of I know who you are, I know who you'll be, and you always be here. I think we're doing that to each other. It's difficult when you have the world pulling you in all different directions. But I think the best advice I've ever given is... Never give up on family because they're going to be there no matter what. You can't get rid of family. you always going to be family. Anybody else out here in this world, they come and they go. So if that's the case, how am I ever supposed to find a husband that's destined for me? Because I feel like each and every single last individual I want to put my all into, they would be so new. Shouldn't they get along with my family? And if they get along with my family... Would they carry the same toxic values on my family that makes me feel as if I need to find something new? I don't know. This is frustrating. But what I do know, I'm destined to survive this. I'm destined to make it out of this no matter what. Everything that I'm going going through is going to shape who I will one day be. So if that's the only thing that I have, I'll never not have it. I'll never not have God. I'll never not have my my destiny in God. I'll never not have a future in Him. 
I can't choose nothing over him. But this has been the biggest thing that has been breaking me down and beating me down day after day. I fight so hard for God, choosing him and, and wanting to be close and near to him. That it feels as if it's straining me more than it should be. God has never required this much of me to be in his presence. So is it God? It's difficult. But I will survive. We've always made it out of every situation, no matter how hard. I never imagined a situation to be like this, but it does give me a new perspective on the different battles that my mother had to face when she was raising us growing up. All the situations we complained about, the struggle that we went through, she would always say, listen, we made it out of everything else. We will make it out of this too. And this situation is feeling like now I get to see from her perspective all the things she was dealing with, all the burdens she was carrying, and how she kept the faith. <sighs> this has to be destiny because I took for granted way too many times my mother or how hard she fought. But I think it's because she made it look easy. But just because somebody makes it look, e- look easy doesn't mean that it is. But that does also negate the fact that everything that she did and all the hard work she put in, she instilled in me the importance of a single black mother and making it happen under any circumstance. No single black mother is better than the other. They do the best that they can. Don't be so quick to judge. Matter of fact, don't judge at all. You would never be able to walk a mile in any of their shoes. So I do the best that I can, but I still want to be a better mother for my children. That's the whole idea. The idea is to learn from the generation before you to make the generation after you better. It's supposed to get better and better, not worse and worse. So, this is a confliction. This is this is what so much conf- this is what's so conflicting. What I'm going through, but I'm gonna push through. I'm going to never forget who my mother's always been for me, because she is a role model in my life, as well as my father, as well as God, as well as my brothers and sisters, as well as my family. I don't think they're meant to go. Honestly, it may seem unfair, but God, he's intentional about who he places in your life. So if you're born into a family and it feels as if that you never fit in, just understand that God didn't make a mistake will place you in that family. They are your soulmates. No one in this world can ever come around you and ever make that untrue. And if anybody comes around you and threatens that, they are the outsider, not your family. No one should ever come around and make your family an outsider. That is abuse. That's wrong. Despite everything that you feel that you've been through with your family, you're still family. God does not make mistakes. As I said, if you were born into this family, no matter how different y'all may be, they are your soulmates. They are your soulmates. Your destiny was predestined before the stars in the sky. So why would you ever think that God made a mistake with placing you in the exact environment that you grew up in? Despite all the hardships, it grew you to who you are and who you will be. It's all necessary. Never give up on the people that you love. Fight for that. It will mean the most. It will make sense later. It will play the most part. No credit score. No check. No opportunity, no career, no environment, no person 
could ever make up or make the difference between you and the people that you love, the years that you put in with them people. I've heard there's somebody who can come around you and care about you more and mean more to you in a few months than people you've known your whole life. I think that that is a complete lie. Because the difference is the people that you know your whole life, they've seen you at your worst. They've seen you at your best. They've seen you in every single different color that you that you have. They know the real you and they have no choice but to love you. So anybody who comes around in a few months, what they've seen in a few months can never hold weight compared to someone who's seen you at every single different angle. Maybe they treat you differently. Maybe they don't, you don't feel like they appreciate you enough. Maybe you feel as if they're abusive. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what, they love you. No matter who you go out in this world and decide to be, you can always come back to that love that's solid, that's rooted. I would rather be roots in a tree than a branch or a leaf. This is in the Bible. Jesus is a true vine. You want to be rooted, rooted in God, rooted in love, rooted in family. You don't ever let a leaf come and tell you what a root should do, who a root is. They're not going anywhere. You rip up the roots of something and it's over. Nobody else should ever replace that. That's a fact. So this is what I'm fighting for. And I get so much slack because of it, but I know it will pay off. I know it will has to. These are real values. The Bible says, train up a child on where they should go. And when they're older, they shall not depart from it. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of different things about myself, a lot of different character traits about myself, I just am. I look in that Bible and it match up. A lot of different things I believe in. A lot of different values I carry. I look in that Bible and it supports it. Because God has trained me up. He raised me. He raised my family. He raised the people around me despite the mistakes that we made. Nobody is perfect. But that just proves this is real love and it's not going nowhere. So, I reject I reject ploys and plans of Satan in order to rip me up from my roots. You will not. You won't. You won't. A tree can grow more roots. It can. But the original roots are not to be ripped up. Period. You lose a branch, you can grow it back. You you lose a leaf and it's not a big deal. But the roots... You can't lose that. It's what keeps you grounded. It's what keeps you solid. These are my roots. They are my roots. And it seems so messed up right now as it have so many different times and so many different periods of my life. But they're still here and they will always be. Nobody's going to be able to replace that. I don't even trust anybody who's willing to let go of family who supported or been there despite who they decided to be their whole life. I don't trust it. I don't trust anybody who can let go of that easily. Love is not that easily forgotten. 
and even in the future where I've seen that they do not no longer play a part in my life. They still have such a hold on my heart. They will not be going anywhere. So, yes, I am going to fight for that. And if that is my fate, that they won't be there, I would never not trust that God is going to bring everything back around full circle. I feel as if I abandon my family or if I abandon this situation, if I abandon the love I've always known, I will reap what I sow. I will end up with someone who would never understand what it's like to truly stay through any season, any weather. Who can truly weather the storm? How could they? They never had to. They gonna weather the storm with someone else who's had to weather the storm with them. Don't ever abandon your roots for somebody else who wanna abandon theirs. So, this is something I'm taking seriously right now. I've always been this way. And they always used to make fun of me for it. My family used to make fun of me. You're always so serious. You were always, you always getting so sentimental. You always want to be so deep. We just playing. It's not that serious. This how I see life. This how I see it. You know, and I'm here for a reason. Maybe God placed me here in this family to be the serious one. Doesn't mean I can't be happy. Doesn't mean I can't have fun. Doesn't mean I can't have a life. But it also does mean be who you are. Never let nobody take that away from you. So, as much as we may fight it, the people we know a little, the people we spent so many years attached to, they compliment who we are. They have instilled values and lessons and taught and instructed us in ways that we were destined to be taught by God, spoke through them, God used them to instill whatever it is that they instilled in you in order for you to be who you are today. Never abandon it. Never forget that. No matter what comes around. It may be the difference between life or death. Truly. Something I've experienced in this process is that the one thing they won't say is that they respect how much I hold on to what I know. They respect that. They will do everything in their power to lure you away from these things in order to make you an easy target, in order to manipulate you, in order to get whatever it is they can out of you because they know that if you hold on to these roots, if you hold on to what you know, they will never be able to abuse and use you how they see fit. Never let go of these things. These people keep you grounded. These people wake you up. These people make you snap out of it when you're losing sight of what's most important. These things are most important. Fight for your family no matter what. If you don't fight for your family, if you don't fight for what you've always known, you are not worth anything else in this world because you are not a fighter. You're a quitter. Don't quit. It's what it is. And I hate to sound like you're not worth anything. You're worth everything. But what I'm saying is, that's how people will see it. Oh, you gave up on these people who you got 20 plus years with. Why would I ever think you would stay loyal to me? So what you're going to be is a casualty to me. Just like you treated them as if they are a casualty. Don't ever think people aren't thinking that about you. They are. I promise you they are. They may not ever show you until they feel that you're vulnerable enough that they can do that. 
and you won't have nowhere else to go. Don't ever let nobody do you like that. Even if you venture off or if you feel like, well, I got to see for myself and my family is abusive and not supportive and sometimes you just have to. Still don't let them go. Still don't lose sight or the idea that they will always be there. Always leave some sort of opportunity in your heart and your mind, hope in your heart that y'all can reconnect. Do not sever ties completely. But the fact of the matter is when they're a root, when you've known them from years, when they have had to go through the good and the bad with you, it doesn't matter what you put in your mind, you can't sever ties with them. I guarantee you guys going to make sure they resurface. So be careful how you treat these people. Um, I just woke up to the most awkward experience and I'm trying to make sense of it. So, throughout this process, it feels as if I've been fighting so many different things, so many different people. To be honest, it's rare that I come across individuals who just don't want to fight me. They're just like, oh, I fight. I think that's happened twice. That's probably happened twice in the whole process. Just two times. You know, and I still don't think that there's a place where I'm supposed to stay. I still don't think there's a place I'm meant to be. I never will. I don't, you know. I like their perspectives, maybe. You know, one perspective is, well, actually both perspectives is not even a perspective really at all. It's like no comment on the situation, no comment on it. And I have, I have yet to hear explanation from either one of them, not that it's required. I think that's what it is, no explanation required. You know, but I still want one. I still want one. Not from God. He already explained it. I heard God's perspective. I heard how God feel about it. It's like I require explanation from each and every single last person I encounter. Not that I require it. It's like it's like I want one, but. I rarely get one. I'm okay with not having one. Who am I to require an explanation from you? I'm not God. I'm not the judge. When you see God, if you even explain yourself to him, that's what that is. You know, I'm different. I just I just find myself wanting to help. And so I don't know. I don't even know why I got to fight everybody anyways. It just feels so. Like, why am I fighting everybody? You know, it's like the expert, the, the, 
the idea is you're fighting them. But the intent is you're helping them. It don't make sense. And I thought for a while. I have a bad. Very bad example around me. I have bad influence around me. Someone is confessing me. I'm trying to help. But they actually setting me up to fight. Like. If you say. This is helping them. But you fighting them. Type thing. But. I don't agree with that. Because I'm not. I don't just go for it. I don't just go for anything. You know. But. God. May. Require this. For whatever process. Or next step I'm going through. To give me whatever place he's going to take me to. I've seen my future. What is so crazy about my future. It feels as if. As if every experience I go through, not that I'm always checking back in as if this is a checkpoint, but it's starting to become one. It feels as if every process I go through, it somehow validates or contributes to this ultimately this destination in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, I've been wanting to talk about this, but more recently, I didn't talk about it because I'm like, maybe it's still a sensitive subject. Let me see what happens. But I was in this car, and I talked about this vision way too many times. But I was in the car. And more recently, I feel that I've downloaded more information. When I was in the car, the person I was in the car with, the number one thing they told me, I love you more than anybody's ever loved you in your entire life. You know, hard to believe, but felt like it. But what also happened is they said something about my music. Now, this is what really makes it so real. It sends shivers down my spine. And it's not the demon that I'm fighting that's trying to sink its tentacles into it. This is very real. This is very real. They said something about my sound. This sound that I've had since I was younger. This very unique sound. My sound. The music in my heart. I've heard it throughout my years. I know it. It's in my heart. I haven't I haven't literally heard it. Like I don't audibly hear the sound of God. I don't audibly hear the voice of God often. But I know it. You know it when you hear it. This sound. So unique. So me it is me why would I say so me it it is me but so influenced but almost every different sound I've heard throughout my entire life very influenced by them but tailored by me 
by the characteristics of me. Two things recently I've been, I've downloaded, I feel. The first thing, this sound, I asked a question about this sound, many questions I asked. I didn't, I couldn't remember all of them for a while. They're starting to download again. I said my sound, that's me. And I pretty much went down the list of the influences in it. And this individual explained it to me. What I downloaded recently was that it's influenced by Brandy. I love Brandy. That's like my sister. Influenced by Whitney Houston. I love Whitney. That's my auntie. She's always here with me. She fought for me. Brandy, she fights with me. We connect because that's her mother. Godmother to be literal. But that's her mother. That's my sister. We had an experience together. We went out and like she just felt like my my long lost sister. She just felt like she just like where have you been my whole life? Like I love Brandy so much. My finished sound my ultimate sound is influenced by her sound. I didn't pick. I knew it. I always knew it, but I didn't really focus too much on it because I knew that I shouldn't start focusing on these things because I don't want to obsess over my sound. It's just what it is. But the conversation about people's sound has been brought up so much lately. People are giving me their sound because where I will be or where I was in this position, in this vision, I was a leader of the industry, a producer, a executive, a CEO, you know, but the whole entire industry done differently, done underneath God. Change everything around. No more selling your soul to the devil in order to make it. You make it based off talent and hard work. You dedicate your life to God. No more being abused underneath these labels. Fair treatment. Love. Real success. No more little black boys and little black girls having to fight for their lives be raped, sold out, their family members being selling their children, having to sell their children, having to be pimped out by these executives at these record labels for millions and billions of dollars just to get almost one, not even 1% of their sales. And I don't know everything right now, but a big part of this it's about this one day I came downstairs I my mom said listen I just watched this video about the record labels she said these artists they don't have nothing they don't get nothing they don't get no money everything is a facade these record labels are 
jipping them for everything. All they really want is to let the music in their heart be heard to the world. I don't even think you make it if that's not what your true intention is. It's not about money for them. But they never get what they're worth. I didn't know why she said that to me. Because I said my, I said in my heart, Mom, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do this. Satan is trying to kill me. I'm getting out. I don't see God as wanting me here. I'd rather die and go to heaven right now. Because I don't want these things. But the fact of the matter is my heart does. Yes, it does. My heart does want the industry cleaned up. My heart does want a future where people can be everything that they've destined to be. Their destiny inside of them, the music in their heart to be heard by the world. Except for you make it on talent. You don't have to sell your soul. You don't have to sell out. You don't have to be tortured to get there. You just got to do the work in God. If you really mean it. If you really just want your music to be heard. If you really love what you do. You wouldn't have a problem doing it for God. That's who you do it for. He put the sound inside of you. He He placed this talent in you. That's what it's about. I would want nothing more. I prayed on this for years. But I never imagined God ever being able to use me because I felt it's too big. They've been doing this for way too many years. No way they would ever let someone like me come in and change everything around. No way. I'm poor. I grew up poor. I'm rich spiritually, rich in God, but I don't think... They would ever see me as a threat. But the entire process is like, no one would have ever seen it as you. Nobody would have ever believed that you could do it. Nobody would have ever imagined. Everybody heard about the prophecy. Everybody knows who it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like, what is supposed to happen. But nobody ever thought it would be you. They thought it would be some rich girl, some white girl probably, some white man probably, you know. But this is how amazing God is. He will send the most unsuspecting individual to do his work just to prove his power when he says, I can use anybody. This is what he's doing through me. I'm suffering. I've gone through so much. It's very hard like he told me it would be. Yet still, I don't still know. If this is the future I should be settling on because I've seen two different ones. Maybe they both go hand in hand. It makes sense. But it don't look like it. So do it matter what it look like? That's been the biggest question my whole life lately. Do it even matter what it looks like? In so many different ways, good and bad. Because a lot of these rappers, a lot of these entertainers, they look rich. They look like they've made it. They look like they are following their dreams. They're being played. They're being tortured. It look good. It ain't good. So do it matter what it look like?
And then I look at my history. I look at who I am. Of course it would be me. But how many people have possibly had that same dream? Why would God use me? And so the jealousy, the hatred, and the determination to kill me and take me out this world starts making sense. It feels as if I'm fighting. I'm fighting big devils. Big, big devils. Like, how you even stumble across me? I should mean nothing to you. That's who God is. He'll make you somebody when you're nobody. But you're only somebody in him. Without him, you're still nothing. Never lose sight of him. Never let him go. And then you can do it. I've been offered many things. I don't want it if God not in it. I believe that I would have to die to see this happen. I die, but God will make this possible after my death, like Martin Luther King. But maybe I won't. I see my future. They're not going to be able to kill me. I heard when I was in Mexico, we can't kill her. We can't kill her. She can't die. When I was worshiping God, they said, this is to be made immortal. I didn't believe it. I said, maybe spiritually immortal when I go to heaven for eternity, but not in the flesh. Absolutely not. But what if this all this is true? Because all this information is just hitting me like a brick. And it feel like what they're saying is, yes, this stuff has been true. You know, people are still trying to figure out. I don't think nobody knows more than I know. But people are putting different things together. And they're possibly saying that these things are true. You have to do this. So recently... I downloaded information. I asked about Uzi Vert's sound because he made waves. He started a new wave. A lot of different artists have. NBA Youngboy would be one of them. Lil Uzi Vert made his own sound. Lil Wayne did too. You know, I could go down the list. A lot of these people have their own sounds, have had their own sounds, have made their own sounds. So I asked, I may have asked. This was a while ago, so in a, and it was might have been more in the era where this question seemed more relevant. But I asked, I said, is my sound influenced by Lil Uzi Vert and somebody else, somebody else, somebody else? I may have said future, possibly said future, but I don't know. But it was somebody else, and I can't think of their name because they might be coming up soon, too. And the person in the car with me said, yeah, but that's a whole nother story. It's your sound. So people are giving me their sound because they trust me with it. Because I'm elevating it. And I'm I'm learning that spiritually, your sound is your power. And what God is, the power that God has bestowed inside of me, 
He's going to make me one of the biggest and greatest producers to have ever lived. With the ability to elevate anyone's sound to the 100%. So I'm fighting people for their sound. I'm fighting people for their support, I guess. I'm fighting people for their... To elevate them. To do what I can do with their sound. So now, at this point, it's the little Zvert conversation. And I'm dealing with a whole different side of that. Because I do believe that the influence that you have had on this world. He started a whole wave when he came up. It was really big. Everybody was talking about him. I remember the era of him. I was like, no, that is really good. That's really cool. His sound is really good and really cool. And it makes you happy. You know? But... I didn't, I didn't fangirl over it. A lot of these people who are, I feel I'm, I'm encountering, I didn't fangirl about them. I never idolized them. I think it may matter. God told me when I was 15, never idolize anybody but me. I never did again. I got over it in a week, and I never idolized anybody else again. And now was playing a part in mattering because I'm meeting these people. And if you idolize them, they don't have respect for you. So, I'm hearing music in my heart. When I'm around people, we make songs together. But it's not finished. When I am low, my songs aren't that good. My sound isn't that good. When I'm on high, it's amazing. The songs are amazing. People are raving. They love them. This is coming up lately. Gonna. I was in a store the other day. I talked about this on my way out the store. First, I made a song. I I, I got so many different. I can't like it's so many different angles I touch with my song. It would be like slow R and B, you know, pick up the paces like rap and hip hop, all of that. You know, jazz, all of that. I love music, you know. I love the different sounds, country music, everything. I do need to broaden my horizons, but what my future says is that I will by then. I will have broadened my horizons and probably touch each and every genre of music that is out there. When I was like 12 years old, I started learning how to play violin and I wanted to be a conductor. Months ago, I saw myself conducting an orchestra. So, it feels as if God really is fulfilling all my heart's desires like he said he would. Not that I doubted him. I just couldn't have possibly imagined him remembering each and every single last prayer. Each and every single last thing in my heart. But he does. Never doubt God. Never. So... This song. I'm seeing the hurt, the pain, the abuse, the healing that's needed in God. And I'm wanting it for everybody. I'm dreaming of a world where 
everyone can't follow their dreams without turning their back on God to do it. It's as if you have to choose, as if you're given an ultimatum and you shouldn't have to, God. You know, he is capable and now people are seeing what he's doing through me and they're believing there is a God. It started to make more sense. But it's a very tough road. Difficult. Now, the second part of that. The second part of that is the individual that sits in a car with me. Their sound is so totally distinctive and unique and different. At this point, it can't possibly be what it one day might maybe will be. Even though I feel as if this person can also touch on so many different areas and fluctuate with their sound as well. I just don't know if their sound compliments my my sound can compliment anybody actually though. So that's not a valid question, but at the same time, the way that it feels that we will be if we are if if I'm there. I don't want to say if if this is God's will for my life, but if this is truly if this is the truth and this is really gonna happen. It's as if our sound so perfectly fits. As if we were made for each other. But I don't hear it. Not now. And I I can't even see it ever. I can't even see it. But I'm forced to see it. Because I was given this vision. And I was given this word by God. And I'm just trusting him. And that's how mysterious God is. He'll start making things make sense. And so many other things will make so much sense. But the one thing he means to impact you the most. So. I heard months ago. Y'all sound. So perfectly compliments each other. But I didn't agree. I didn't agree. I still don't know. I can't see it. Then I started thinking about these times in my life when I was younger. And I would just think, like, isn't it so crazy how you meet somebody who's meant for you? And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, y'all are so meant for each other. Y'all are just, like, the perfect everything. Y'all are just, like, picture perfect. Y'all are just so, you know, like, y'all match so perfectly. And you're just, like, you can never see it. You be right in their face around them all the time. And you could just never see it. You were just like, what are they seeing? I felt this way my entire life with my sister. Every single time everybody said, we are twins. I would be like, I don't see it. She looks like her. I look like me. She looks like my mother. I look like my mother. But we don't look so much alike like everybody says. And everybody would be like, you're crazy. Y'all are twins. I'm just like, I do not see that, though. I see how I look like my mom sometimes, and that's rare. I see how I look like my dad. That's rare, too. And some people would say you're lying, but I'm, I'm not. This is how it feels when they say this about this person, as if they were a part of my life, my whole life. And I just never believed it, and I, it never made sense to me, but... It's as if our sound perfectly complements each other. Like we're meant to be together. This person compliments me in so many other ways, but I wouldn't have considered the sound as the first thing. 
it's just like everything else, I guess, just goes with it, maybe possibly, but really it's more like, you know, this person supports my ambitious, my ambition, and would never get in the way of that, would never feel intimidated by that, would never question it, just loves it. Like, this has to be the only person for you in the world because everybody else would pick prop, pick or have an issue with it. But this person is right there supporting you 100% every single time. It, it makes sense. And I still don't see it. Sometimes I question, I swear, like, are you one of them? But everybody swears that this person just isn't. And, well, they try and lie and convince me that he is, but ultimately it comes down to he isn't. I think they're being sarcastic. So, I downloaded these two things lately. Three, if you count Brandy as her own separate thing. I heard, I stumbled across one of her, I stumbled across her music and I said, I started listening and it was like, you don't hear it? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's true. It's true. I really do have like your like your music influenced my music. I was influenced by so many different things, but I just tailored it to my own unique sound. I have my own unique sound, and it's like I remember it being explained to me in the car. My sound is like so beautiful. It's like an angel singing. It's like it's a whole new wave. It's a whole new wave that's going to take over the world, but in a good way. Some people have ambitions out here. Like, I'm going to take over the world in an evil way. And I'm just like, I've never felt like I'm going to take over the world. But God must have known that was in my heart. And he's just like, you're going to take over the world in a good way through me. And that's what he's going to do through me. That's what this vision is saying. But... I still don't know because my brother it seems like he showed up as a big brother he always you know was should have been could have been whatever however you say it except he's saying this ain't happening It won't happen. And I believe him. And the thing about it is like. Out of everything in my life. I've wanted to fight him on. I probably would have fought him on. I believe him. So. It's weird. It's weird. Like I trust you. I trust you. But how can I not trust what I'm seeing? How can I not trust what's going on? This is why I fight it so hard. This is why I fight it so hard. Because it's like, if I trust you and I believe you, and it's that deep, where it could have this much of a hold on my heart, my mind, deceiving my whole destiny. It's nothing to play with. And that's how I've treated it. Like, this is not a game. If 
there are wicked or evil intentions anywhere involved in that future version of things. And it has that much of a hold on my destiny. Then I better start fighting for my life. Because that's what it means, life or death. God reminded me. Over a year ago, when I was five years old, he asked me, anything you want to be in the world, you can have. What do you want to be? What is your biggest dream? I said, anything? He said, yep. I said, well, I want to go to heaven then. Because anything in this world I can have easily, almost too easy. It would be hard, but it would be easy. But heaven got to be the hardest thing out of everything. And it's eternity. Eternity in heaven. Eternity and bliss, eternity and peace, joy, happiness. How could you ever have a bigger dream than that? I want that. I forgot I ever asked him that. He reminded me I knew it was him. Who else would know? I never told anybody. So maybe it's an ultimatum. This future... Or heaven. That's where I've been. That's where I'm at. Even though these things seem to continue in that direction. And the craziest part about it is. It is all up underneath God from what I understand anyways. But God said you're going to have everything. I'm going to give you everything else. Because you asked for the right thing. And then it reminded me I always have. When I was five years old, I asked him for heaven. That's wisdom. I've always been wise. In a way, telling me before you ever ask, I gave it to you. You're born with it. This is who you're born to be. This is who you are. I was reminded earlier, though. I ain't seen no kids in that future. I thought I wanted to have like 30 kids. It's one of my heart's desires, too. That's why I feel like maybe not everything. And when it comes down to it, what goes, what stays? I don't know. But you know what? God also said to me that this is not the biggest or hardest battle I'll ever face. And this has been something very humongous. I'm fighting big demons, big devils. And the hardest battle of my entire life, this is what God said. Will be motherhood. So I'm not going to have no kids. I ain't see them. I can't imagine with my character. Them not being involved. In almost everything in my life. So. I wonder. Someone taunted me today. They said. You wanna know why you can't treat it this way? I'm a man, I know. You gonna treat it like this because you can't have children. You can't give this person kids. I'm not no fool, I know it. I said you're stupid, you're a liar. You're a fool. You don't know what you're talking about. God can do anything and he's in the process of doing it. But maybe they're right. Throughout this process, it seems as if 
they're saying they took your ability to have kids. That's why it's such a big deal what they did. But I don't, I don't, and I have never felt as if I cannot have them. Not seriously. It's just I've always felt like I'm, I'm a late bloomer, for lack of better terms. But really, I felt like when the time is right. I will have kids. God is protecting me all the way up until this point from having kids with the wrong person because of my fears. He wants me to conquer them first. I can only conquer them in and through him. Still, I didn't see him. I didn't have a tug on my heart for them. Because I felt like in that position where I was, all the love that I had, it felt as if something somewhere in my heart or in my mind would have had some sort of understanding about my kids. That's who I am. But maybe I just don't get everything right now. I don't get all the details right now. I'll see that later. Regardless, things seem like they are coming and starting to make more sense in certain directions and... I trust God, I do. Even though it's hard right now. I woke up to conversations from a plethora of people just an attempt to remind me of all these different conversations and different things. All swirling and I'm it's like being fought for all this information that the devil was trying to steal from me keep me from knowing who I am being fought for this individual still right there by my side like they've never left won't leave my side always there no matter what I feel their presence and they're just they're kind of like nodding they did not or do anything, but their feeling is just like, yeah, you know, like, I'm on this journey with you. But still feels like I need to be careful. I saw a future of all my people woken up. I look totally different. I don't look like I'd ever entertain the entertainment industry. So, is this a sacrifice of that future? If I choose this route? Because another big part of this is that after the biggest battle for my sister, God was like, don't want that. Don't need that. You don't need money. You don't need fame. You don't need riches. You don't need a flashy lifestyle. Just for, just know what I've shown you. I've just shown you that it's not good for you. I've just shown you that it's not. It's just not. So decide right now to let that go forever. And I said, I decide, God. But also something stopped me and said, but wait, 
Don't make plans. Don't make plans. Let God make the plans. Just submit to his will. And so I've been battling that because it's still a little door open. And I feel like I feel like only Satan leaves doors open. So can I trust it? Satan does everything in his power every single time God breaks a stronghold or breaks something off of me to leave a crack in the door. When I first started pursuing God seriously again, Satan said, wait, come over here. I have everything you want. Just see about it first. Choose me over God right now. And I said, no, I choose God. He said, but wait, you're going to want to see. And I said, no, I choose God. But just because of my heart and my mind, it was a thought like maybe though it may be something over there that I want a better understanding on he left a crack in the door and I've been fighting it ever since because ever since he's been trying to gain more ground so he's always leaving cracks in the door and I think I'm learning how to close and lock it seal it shut so he'll never have a chance is this possibly a crack in the door I'm fighting Maybe he's gaining more ground. I feel like throughout this process, even God has shown this individual won't leave my side. But maybe that's just a lie of Satan. If everything true, is that true? I saw him show up as a black figure. And I fought him off with the Holy Spirit. And God told me, don't think about him and he won't be able to show up. I don't know I don't know maybe it's reflective of this individual not coming out of the lifestyle that they are in maybe they'll be different later or maybe it's what it seems that this is a sacrifice of an another de- destiny that is everybody else making it with me not just me see King Solomon he fell off due to his riches and vanity I don't want that for me But God did provide everything that he had. And God did provide everything that I had in that future that I saw. So I don't know. I don't want the gaping hole in my heart that King Solomon battled in his life. Trying to fill it with the pleasures of the world like money and luxurious luxurious lifestyles. I don't want that. If that can be fought, if that can be changed, I want to do that. And I remember God saying to me. I tried to stop it from happening. I tried to keep this from happening. I did everything that I could to keep this from happening. And I was like, no, don't give up on me, God. If, of course, you you already knew this was going to happen, then what am I fighting for? You are God. You know everything. And so, obviously, that means don't debate you when you say you did everything you could to stop it. But also, at the same time, like, that's so discouraging. He told me I was going to break his heart. King Solomon broke God's heart. So, I just wonder about these things. He won't turn his back on me, though. Not 
as far as I've seen. I've just seen so much. I don't want this for my family. One of my heart's desires is for them to have made it to. Won't be getting that. So, what stays and what goes? How is this going to happen? How am I supposed to get away from somebody who's in my mind? How am I supposed to break free from people who play such a big part? I don't know.